Welcome. You're listening to Sanseet. Where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine. To become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Erin O'Dowd. On today's show, we have Dr. Marissa Pay, PhD, inspirational speaker, TV commentator, on-air personality, the Asian Oprah, consulting psychologist, author, life balance coach, singer, songwriter, and global thought leader. She has a syndicate talk radio show called Take My Advice, I'm Not Using It, and Get Balance with Dr. Marissa on Universal Broadcast Network in Sunset Boulevard, Los Angeles. She is a graduate professor at the Boston University, Brussels European Business School, the Anderson Graduate School of Management, and UCLA. She has since retired from teaching to speak, write, and commentate on a variety of life balance topics, including how to make joy and less stress at work and at home, and including how to jump off the hamster wheel into balance and happy 88% of the time. Hello and welcome to the show, Marissa. How are you doing today? I am happy. How are you? Good now. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. So, I am Dr. Marissa, also known as Asian Oprah, a very honorable moniker that I've been given because on my talk radio show, I have many, many uh, guests who have been on Oprah before, like Dr. John Gray, especially on Thursday of Mars, Women for Venus, Janine Roth, Women to God, um, Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith, Neil Donald Walsh, Marianne Williamson, Marianne from Gilligan's Island. So I'm very blessed and grateful to have had them, and that coupled with uh, a few, many, I should thank you, uh, grateful for business awards. So they do call me the Asian Oprah. It just means I have to give stuff away on the show, <laughs> but no cards yet. And I actually got to meet her on Sunday, so very thrilled about that. But um, that's kind of my radio persona. I've been on the air now for, this is my fourth year. The name of the show is called Take My Advice. I'm not using it, Get Bounce with Dr. Marissa. And I'm on Universal Broadcasting Network Tuesdays, and then on my syndicated CNBC News Radio channel Thursdays and Saturdays. KCAA, and I just got bumped up into iHeartRadio on both stations, so that was a, a very cool thing to have happen, and all in four short years, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Wow, fantastic, and in interviewing all these amazing people, what, what did you learn? Oh, I have learned that I'm really not shy, <laughs> 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 that, I, that I can talk at the drop of the hat now. I, I've learned that um, my favorite people are guests who have gone through uh, some kind of pain and have come out the other side into being the most incredible, resilient, uh, beneficial presences on the planet. And I'm thinking of one in particular, a guest that I had uh, a few years back, and that's Erin O'Dowd. Do you know who that is? 
Oh, do you? No idea. And uh, it's guests like that who really inspire me and uh, learn that it truly is, pain is the touchstone of life because it allows us to take pain and the fire from pain and optimize us into the best we can possibly be with the unique talent, gift, and ability that we get to play with in this thing called life. And that's my message. My show is about hope and happiness. So there's no gossip, no scandal, and no K-words, no Kardashian talk at all. Because I want America and beyond internationally, I want people to focus not on the news or the reality shows about nothing and people need nothing to them, but to focus on themselves and their own reality show and how they can be extremely uh, beautifully aligned with their purpose in life. And people ask me all the time, what is my purpose in life? And that question is, is a beautiful exploration for their entire lives. In fact, I have a friend, she doesn't have an answering machine. She has a questioning machine. <laughs> and so every time you call her, it says, who are you and what do you want? And that question, answering that question, is truly what life is all about. Because it changes, but it, it allows us to set some intentions. What do you want to do with your life? Who is it that you want to be? What is important to you? And what's happened is, is we've stopped asking those questions and have allowed people in the media, in the government, in society at large to begin to dumb us down and tell us what it is that we are wanting. And so consumerism and materialism, and believe me, I'll be the first one, I'm the most materialistic spiritual person you will ever meet because I do like nice things. But if you look at the American dream, and I'm guessing that Ireland is not too much different. No. The American dream says that if we go to school, do a good job there, and we go to a good college, we get a good job, we find someone, get married, have 2.3 children, and buy a nice house, and buy a nice car, have a couple vacations a year, we should live happily ever after. And that prescription for a happy life is actually not the truth. The truth is, is that life is full of ups and downs and things that happen. And so the American dream really has become the American nightmare because people, you know, if they can't get into the best schools or they grow up in a dysfunctional home and they have abuse of any kind or if they have unhealthy relationships and someone abandons them and they go through a difficult divorce or their children there's something wrong with their health or they lose their house they lose their own house uh health uh, there's upside down mortgages you know their uh their parents die early or they're suffering and the health care blah 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 and we go on and we we have this american nightmare and people go you know what why am i not happy and so my work and what I've discovered is my job and my particular brand of uniqueness is to offer people a chance to get into their midlife opportunity and ask that question, who am I and what do I want? And, and is there a different path 
to take that prescribes a different value towards pain. So that pain does not, you know, pain is mandatory, but suffering is optional. So my role is to bring people on my show and talk about things that are affecting our hope and happiness that we call the BS, we call the belief system that are absolutely thwarting our ability to be happy 88% of the time. So things like health and things like wealth and things like how we see things and how we believe things and how we've gotten out of balance and how we are off balance and off kilter because we are living in a place of either blame, shame, past pain or future fear and we are suffering as a result so i will always ask people are you happy and so when you started the show you asked me how i was and i said i was happy and when i answer i'm happy people say why what's happened and i say nothing's happened except life and i choose happiness and that power of choice seems to be something that we have forgotten that we have. And my job is to bring comfort to the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, So that people begin to ask that question, why am I not happy? And most often I see people, and money really is not the answer. It's wonderful to have money, be comfortable, but I work in my job as an organizational psychologist with people who make, you know, three to five million dollars a year who are not happy. So if they're not happy, then money is not the answer. Now, I'm not saying that I love money. I want as much money as possible because it allows me the freedom to do what I want. And there are a lot of things that I want to do. So if you have a couple extra millions that you've got hanging around and you want to give it to me, I will use it and make that money very useful, bringing this message to more and more people, flattering hope and happiness. So don't get me wrong, it's not about the money, but it is about the money, but it's not about the money. It's really about how we feel about who we are and what we have to bring and the joy that is our birthright. Because I will tell you that most of the people that I get to work with have lost hope. They've lost the ability to see anything good in life. And money cannot buy it. I've had guests like that. I had Gerard Powell on who, who had, what, 26 homes and six planes and all of that. He was not happy and, and it became addicted to drugs. This is a very, very common story now around the world. People are not happy. They wake up, they're not happy. They have things, they're not happy. So the, the American dream solution of happily ever after is absolutely not the answer. So what is the answer? So somewhere along the line, and I do a lot of career days, and I love doing them. I love working young young mommies. But it was somewhat started as an experiment because I wanted to find out at what point do people begin to feel like they are not good enough, that somehow they're not worthy, that somehow they can never do enough, especially those who grew up in a home that was filled with less than healthy role models, or they had experiences of abuse, or experiences of abandonment, or experiences of molestation, 
or rape or or uh, uh, they were they were cheated on in their relationship at some point people begin to believe a lie or the bs the belief system that they're not good enough and that all the bad things that happen to them are because they're being punished by an unfriendly universe and so they begin to fall apart literally around midlife and i call it midlife opportunity because it it used to be sort of like a funny thing oh a guy goes and buys a corvette because he's having a midlife crisis or a woman goes and abandons her family to go find herself because she doesn't know who she is and really i think one of my my suppositions is that people who are in that midlife opportunity are often the same people that take the pain from their past and they stick it down deep 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 they don't deal with it because they can't change it and so they pull themselves up by the bootstraps straps many of them high overachievers perfectionistic uh recovering control freaks and i know this people group of people very well because i was one of them and and you sort of stuff down all of those feelings that that you don't deal with and if you think about garbage and if you stuff down garbage what happens to garbage is it turns into liquid and then you press that down again and it turns into gas and so it works as a strategy to deal with past pain until about midlife and then in midlife the gas begins to leak out bad relationships uncontrollable anger uncontrollable irritation depression which is anger internalized and then you have these walking you know people that that you ask them how they're doing and they say I'm fine. Now fine stands for effed up, insecure, neurotic and emotional. <laughs> so you've got these people walking around saying I'm fine and they're not fine. They're leaking gas all over. And the thing is they can't smell their own gas, but everybody around them smells their gas. So I get to work with as an organizational psychologist a lot of technically brilliant highly successful emotionally gaining and challenged individuals and what I began to notice is this I'm not good enough story or I'm not worthy story that developed somewhere in their childhood a lot of it based on past uh, events the psychology today says that 7 out of 10 of us grew up in unhealthy homes that's a lot of kids and overcessive is high in 8 out of 10 so you've got a large body of of people walking around open wounds leaking gas and the first symptom of leaking gas is oh, i'm not angry a lot of self unawareness and and then when i do this career days i find out actually that you don't even have to have a bad childhood that somewhere around 10 and 11 The human being, it only happens to human beings. Dogs do not have this problem. Cats do not have this problem. But human beings develop this internal lie of separation that we get separated from a friendly universe and begin to think that we're not good enough. And then all the things that happen to us, bullies and school, uh, the messages get reinforced on what the perfect body is uh, in the in the media. Uh, all of those experiences. begin to wear on us so that we become what repressed wounds and it works 
achievement works until about halfway in midlife opportunity, and then I get them. And the beautiful thing about this is there's nothing wrong with you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with most, if not all people. We are all precious children of the universe who have forgotten what our birthright is and who we are. Einstein says that the most important question that a human being has to answer is, is the universe friendly or not? Now, if you say the universe is not friendly, you're going to have a long haul <laughs> because you're always going to be looking over your shoulder on what shoe is going to drop, on what bad thing is going to happen, that no matter how good it gets, something bad is going to happen. And if that is ridiculous, it is a ridiculous way to live, but somehow we have adopted this as our MO. It's our standard operating procedure. And we are, are suffering needlessly by adopting this way of living. The American dream is not helped because it gives us a standard to try to live by. And if we can't do what that is, then we fail. And so we have such a large body of people right now who absolutely hate their jobs in America. And I don't even think it's just America, but it's, it's really highlighted in America. And we're seeing the impact of that in our economic system. So you have a body of people who hate their jobs and are in there for the paycheck. So they say, I live for my weekend, I live for my vacation. Sounds pretty good, except that you're only on vacation two, maybe four weeks a year, and you work five days a week and have two days off, and you need a little compression, decompression, so you basically have one day free. So you have six out of seven days, you're miserable. 50 out of 52 weeks, you're miserable. And that's a real great gross national product that we're walking around with as Americans. And I'm sure it's not that dissimilar in Ireland. I'm guessing. Correct? Yeah, it is. It is yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay, thanks for that validation. So you've got miserable people walking around feeling like they're not good enough, that they're not worthy, and that they will never make up for all of the loss that they suffered in their past pain. So I come along as one of these people. I get into a relationship that ends up in a horrific divorce, which cost me $465,000 for these counting. And the great news about that is it brought me to my knees in a way that I needed to be brought to my knees because I asked that question, what and who am I and what do I want? And that was uh, seven, a little over seven years ago. And through the seven years, I've been a living, learning piece of work <laughs> that has realized that everything that's happening to me has been to develop a real knowing about who I am and what I want. Who I am is an imperfectly perfect child of the universe who knows who I am and who I am, who has a faith in a friendly universe that is conspiring for me, not against me, that wants more for me than I can ever imagine for myself. And all I need to do is just listen to that voice. That voice actually is the one to blame or to credit for my top radio show. 
four years ago, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning and the voice said, radio. And I said, radio? <laughs> I've never in a million years thought that I needed or wanted or desired to be on the air. And the, my first reaction was radio, are you sure? And my second reaction was, hey, it's 4.30 in the morning. Do we really have to talk about this now? Can we talk about this tomorrow after I've gotten a little more sleep? <laughs> and uh, the boy said no. So I got up and I wrote a, a manifesto for 44 minutes. The name of the show, which is Take My Advice, I'm Not Using It, Get Balanced with Dr. Marissa, and the, the format of the show and who I wanted as guests. And I've had every single guest and more that I've wanted except for the Dalai Lama. And I know that'll be nice because, you know, dream bigger, go home. The moniker I got uh, Asian Oprah was, as I told you before, and so it's, I've now reached the level I never believed possible. Uh, I have cameras in the studio, so now I get recognized. I was apparently really huge in China. I was written up in 2014 in the Marie Claire Fashion Magazine China for their anniversary issue as one of the 100 most important influential women in 2014. And I made it in front of Stella McCartney. So, so, so there. <laughs> wow. I've gotten so many wonderful awards. Hillary Clinton actually gave me an award in 2005. Uh, role Model of the Year in Business and Media. I won the Asian Entrepreneur Award, the Asian Heritage Award, the Role Model of the Year Award, the Lotus Award, the Remarkable Woman of the Year. And all of that is because I just listen to the voice of a friendly universe, and I get to play. I absolutely get to to do things and to be part of red carpet events. I got to sing with Earth, Wind, and Fire because I'm part of the Agape International Spiritual Center. There, the the amazing choir. I used to sing, and now I sing again. I write music. I got to create the balance Tai Chi Gong. During that time of pain, I went back to my Chinese roots and my auntie who teaches Tai Chi in a park in Taiwan, thousands of people a week. And uh, she's 86 and she looks like she's 56. So part of it was for vanity. I wanted to look young as her. And I also run the 21 days fast from complaining that I'm known about on the air. And you stop complaining for 21 days in a row. And, and if you do, and you're registered with me on drmarissa.tv, you get a pack of my motivational cards as a, as a prize. And we're like over, I don't even know the I've lost count, we're over 10,000. That started with the um, 40 people July 1st, 2011. And and again, you know, did I know I was gonna be part of this? Did I know I wanted to love doing it? Absolutely. Because I get that life is way more than the American dream. I get that we are eternal beings having a human experience, that life is a gift, that we just get to play and and learn. And pain is is just is is contrast. Pain is is a very effective mover of growth. I want I I like doing things fast, so pain is not debilitating. We don't have to see bad things that have happened to us as punishment. We don't have to see them as causing us to be behind everyone else. Everyone's path is unique. Every single one of the 7.3 billion of us have unique skills, talents, and abilities to offer in this lifetime. That's why we're here. 
you know, <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> but that is not a, the message that you hear when you turn the, the TV on first thing in the morning. You hear about people killing people and raping people and bombing people and the strike and what's not working and, you know, war on this and drugs that and problems here and this court there. And you know what? Yes, that is happening. But that isn't the predominant thing of what's happening. The latest statistics show that we are less violent as a society than we've ever been. We're much better than we used to be. So my job is to highlight the other side, to balance out the bad news, to balance out the CBNS, the constantly negative news, to balance it with the truth that we are, we take things way too seriously. We worry way too much. Past pain is taking away from our joy, that we are more than our past pain, that we're more than our future fears that we take way too much time worrying about things that we don't need to. You know, you find something on your skin and the next thing you know, you're on the internet, you know, there's 18 things that are wrong with you. What's right with you? What's right with us? What can we do to brighten our days? And when we brighten our day, we brighten other people's day. What can I learn that I didn't know before? So that is kind of who I am answering my own questioning machine question. That's who I am. And what I want is for people to leave the past pain. You know, you have to deal with it. You cannot just repress it. You have to deal with it. But you don't have to relive it every day. You don't have to marinate in loss. You don't have to ruminate in, in, in past pain. You can deal with it. And that's what I do. I do life balance coaching. Every year I take women to... The, the beautiful Red Rocks of Sedona, and we, we dig out the roots of what is bothering them. Therapy doesn't have to be a lifetime. You can forgive. That's a tool. That's a balanced tool that allows you to be free of the pain and the suffering of something that was beyond your control. And then we also deal with the other side, which is the future fear for those who have a habit of worrying about everything. It's really hurting you, you know, that the, 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 all the data shows now that your attitude is not just affecting your attitude, it's affecting your health. Uh, one of my teachers, Dr. Deepak Chopra, says that there's two uh, emotions that will actually cause sickness, and those are anger and hostility. And if you look at the default line of most people these days, reflected in our society and in the media, it is anger and hostility. Who we're gonna, you know, get even with, who we hate, who we're gonna kill, who we're afraid of. It doesn't matter if we have affordable health care. We're making ourselves sick. And then the three emotions that make us all of ourselves function in harmony. Peace, love and creativity. And that's why I tell all of my clients, what do you like to do? What interests you? Do it. I don't care, you don't have to make it a job, you don't have to quit your job, but just find something, instead of sitting in front of the TV watching stupid reality shows about people who don't matter, <laughs> take that hour and just play on the computer, play, you know, learn how to sing, learn how to knit, learn how to do whatever, you know, everything you garden, anything creative, draw, because that will begin to heal you.
that will begin to get you out of the past pain and the future fear. A uh, couple of balance tools, I'll give them to you for free. How's that? <laughs> One of them is to grab a vent partner. Now, venting is very important. Now, it sounds like I'm violating my no complaining fast, but venting is a little different than complaining. Venting is the healthy expression of irritation and frustration that if you shove down into the recesses of your soul begins to attract more and more negativity. So I'm a, a big law of attraction believer and practicer. So if you can vent things out quickly in less than 16 seconds, that's actually the, the best. But I have found that 16 seconds isn't that long. I can do it now under 16 seconds. But to start with, you can grab a vent partner and just do it for two minutes because what it does is it releases stuff that you don't keep telling the story to five different people and then holding that vibration strong. So vent partners are people who you can tell the truth to and let it go. Because the rule is that you can vent only for two minutes and their job is to hold the stopwatch and then um, tell you when your two minutes are up and then you're not allowed to come back and tell that story to anyone else and that person as well. Unless something new happens. If something new happens, you can come back to it. So it helps to just finish with it and release it. Now, that other person's job is not to solve the problem and they do not say, oh, if you think that's bad, let me tell you what happened to me. <laughs> they don't get to do that. They just say, oh, baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then they get to also vent to you for two minutes. Now, it's not like singular, and I don't know if you know that reference, but there's a phone company that used to let you roll over your minutes. So whatever you didn't take this month, you get the next one. But there's no singular in vent partnering. You're not, if you don't use the two minutes, if you forget to use them today, it does not roll into four minutes tomorrow. So that's a great way of getting rid of the normal human frustration and annoyances that happen. Doesn't happen to dogs, doesn't happen to cats, but it does happen to us, so it's a great way of releasing it. The other balance tool is when shifts happen, when bad things happen. I had a, a light come on in my car unexpectedly, and I was saying that one of the tools, that my balance tools are what I learned from Edwin Gaines, which is to say, I can't wait to see what good happens out of it. That goes along with the third one, which is called This Too Shall Pass. And I want to talk about that one for a second, because the fact that people move through pain is real. And I'm not the kind of person to say, just get over it. It's a difficult one, because I do believe that people spend too much time suffering. So this tool is for people who, who have had some kind of pain that is real, but they are wallowing in. So if you find yourself after a year still pining away over someone or something that was taken away from you, I'd like you to consider moving through by saying things like, I know that things will be okay in the end. If they're not okay now, it's not the end. And saying, if you're going, you know, things aren't going right, go left. <laughs> yes. uh, as this too shall pass. And feelings just are. 
And I want you to remember that last year you were probably moving through something too that at the time you thought you could never get over. And if you're honest with yourself right now, you don't even remember what the heck it was. <laughs> so, so, you know, we are more than our feelings. We are more than the thoughts that we have that we think we cannot handle. We are precious children of the universe who really are eternal. And that this life experience, if you can somehow embrace the fact that it is temporary, that even this thing called life, we're spiritual beings that live forever. The way I like to visualize it is up there or over there, there's no suffering, right? Yeah. Heaven, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's no suffering. There's also no taste, touch, sight, and sound. And there's no contrast. So I think and I believe that I wanted to really experience this thing called life. And if you do the hashtag, this thing called life, you'll find me. I want to feel what it is like to be alive. And so when I lined up to get into this joy ride called life, I also set an intention. I wanted to feel what it was like to feel our. And I set that intention long, long time ago. Well, there is no time and space in that dimension, but I set that intention. So I could look at my life, which I did for many decades, as a source of pain. I could, and I did, see life as, you know, why was I beaten as a child? Why did he cheat on me? Why was my life so full of pain and suffering? Why, 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 why? And for many decades I did that. And all it did was bring me internal pain and turmoil. I now choose to believe that I came onto this planet with a purpose and to experience joy and power. And what better place to be born into but into a family where I experienced firsthand powerlessness so that I developed as a direct result of the abuse a way to live to experience and find power now some people will say oh well that's just a denial Pollyanna you know head in the sand way to look at life are you good with that and I go yeah I'm absolutely good with that because the bottom line is I feel better when I choose to see my life that way when I was living my life, choosing to see it as that I got punished or that somehow life was unfair, I did not feel good most of the time. And I drank because of it. And I got into you know situations that were horrible because of it, because I felt like I was so miserable, I didn't matter anyway. I was so miserable, I, I was you know damaged good. I was not worthy. I was not good enough. I would never be good enough. And I punish myself for years. And I see clients who do the same thing. High-achieving oriented people who are absolutely suffering because they're feeling the pain that they would never let themselves feel before. So I have developed a way to live and a way to believe that makes myself feel better. And so that is what I know that I'm here on the planet for, is to share that message and to share that way of life, not for everybody, you know, whatever works for you. 
I just want you to be happy 88% of the time. Not for me. I mean, you don't have to be. It doesn't matter. Like, if you choose not to be, it's not going to hurt me. I just love it, though. When I see people turn their lives from past pain, future fear, run, and completely zoned out on drugs because they think that that instant medication is going to give them happiness, which it doesn't, by the way, and gives them worse side effects than what they were feeling with in the first place, (laughs) or, or seeing people, you know, just absolutely hating themselves. And when they begin to practice balance, practice the knowing that they are loving, lovable, and loved, practice knowing that it is a friendly universe and practicing meditation, moving meditation, a discipline of seeing themselves as source or God or friendly universe or however they want to be seen and knowing that it is their birthright to be enjoyed. That is like, that is just such an icing on my cake. That is fantastic. Marissa, I just want to say thank you very much for coming onto the show and sharing what you got to share and uh, your journey, your experiences and your your knowledge, which is amazing. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And I would like to close with uh, my favorite thing, and that is the past is history, the future is a mystery, and the present is a gift. That is why it is called the present. So open it with joy and love. Fantastic. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansit.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansit Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.